And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. Hey, I'm Luke. That's Ryan. Uh, we are two of the Hoot Givers. Uh, yes. And if you're listening to this, you have to have to give a hoot because uh, <laughs> this really is um, it's our third draw in a row. Which, you know, I, I made that joke we got a on goal. Twitter. Well, yeah, we got that. But, you know, I made the joke on Twitter uh, before we recorded the last week's about we're really going to know who the diehards are if they have to listen to us talk about two zero zero draws, not knowing that we were going to turn around and get a one one draw. So. <laughs> well, um, let, let's let's start with some news, because, I mean, yeah, we, we we've got some we've got some very positive news going on here. Yeah. Uh, Shido got save of the week. Thank you to everybody who listened and voted. <laughs> uh, Bob Warming, as we we talked about last week, saw him on the bench in Greenville and Madison. Uh, officially has joined the staff as a technical advisor. I believe that's his title. Um. As far as I understand that, he's going to be a lot of um, player management um, and analytics, which I, honestly I think could help Jay and Bobby a lot if they don't have to spend half their time watching tape. You have somebody else to do that, pull the, the key points out, the things to work on, and somebody you trust to, to know how to coach, considering Bob's been doing it for, well, I mean, longer than I've been alive. Uh, uh, Longer than I've been alive, and I'm older than you, so. You um, you are older than me. 40 years he's been in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Jay already trusts Bob, right? Jay's yeah. coached under him. He, from everything we've been told, Bob Warming was the guy that told Gary, like, Jay is your coach, go get Jay. Um, he took over for Jay at UNO. I mean, their, their paths have crossed so Well, that, that was his... That was after his first retirement, right? Right, yeah. I mean, the guy never actually retires, let's be real. I mean, why Why would you? Uh, when your career is soccer, why would you retire? Uh, I was actually joking with my neighbor, and I was like, I can see Bob Warming taking this gig for free just because he's like, I have plenty of money, I just don't want to be away from the game right now. <laughs> so, uh, Bob Bob coming on, like that. that's a big deal for Omaha soccer yeah. because it, it's tying in – uh, former head coach for both of Omaha's D1 men's soccer programs. He's taken both to national or national um, tournament. Yep. Like very storied. Almost everybody who's come out of Omaha has had some connection with Bob. Um, and he's a uh, you know on a coaching staff with another Bob. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, I so will he's say Bob though, and we have Bobby. So. Uh, it hasn't been announced, and based on how how much they actually announce things uh, for Omaha and how timely, uh, we do have a new goalkeeping coach as well, it seems. And do you have a laptop uh, next to you? No, I leave for vacation tomorrow, so I left my work computer at work. Oh, good, good plan, good plan. Um, with uh, Boris... I, I believe his name. I don't have his last name. Um, based on a 
friend of a friend who was on the berm, who was the goalkeeper for um, as the Tampa, the the tropics. I, I can't remember if they're Tampa Bay uh, indoor soccer. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, apparently, Boris was the goalkeeper for the San Diego Soccers. Um, so I had played against them in the national final and had called it out. So uh, good, good pickup there as a goalkeeper coach, a guy who, you know, still playing on the indoor level. But I mean, uh, Tropics and the Soccers are both uh, fantastic squads and professional indoor soccer is difficult, especially as a keeper. Oh, for sure. And honestly, I don't know that we need a last name. If your name is Boris, Boris, no one cares. Boris. Are um, we going to make our, uh, our, um, no, no, our jokes? Let, me, let me do it. Let me, let me do it. We need a women's team and a women's goalkeeper coach needs to be Natasha. Yes. Moose <laughs> and squirrel. That that would be uh, be perfect. I mean, maybe we don't want to play against any team that has a moose or a squirrel with a Boris, Boris and Natasha. But that's fair. Yeah. Um, if you're too young to get that, uh, sorry, you should, probably should have been looking at the E for explicit on the podcast and maybe not tuning in. Uh, <laughs> or if you are old enough to get that, congratulations. Um, if you're young enough to not get that. There's this thing called streaming, and you can go look at Rocky and Bullwinkle. It'll be fine. Where, what, what's that streaming on anyway? I don't know. Just Google it. Yeah, that's what well, I mean. There, there's the is. there's the great movie with Piper Perabo, the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. See, like, yeah. Uh, but then again, they're yeah. <laughs> Anyway, then again, you have to watch back... Piper Perabo in a movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the soccer. Um, we have a goal this week, and what a goal it was! It is so good that it's up for goal of the week. That goal might be up for goal of the year. A the the camera angle doesn't catch how beautiful it was. I um I I was standing right behind it and the curve on that thing was just otherworldly like it it just it was so perfect in every way that um even before we get into to breaking down the game Giovanni I'm sorry that was a one time and boy did that work <laughs> yeah i don't know um apparently this season we're bull- bulletin board material for our own team and I- i'd I'm rather cool be bulletin board material for our own team than than someone else's uh up north yeah i don't know if shivani actually listens or not but if uh if we motivated him to try that shot again and he nailed it like that keep shooting dude <laughs> like yeah i i i was elated for that um you know he he subbed on for jp and took the shot jp should have been taking uh you know for three seasons now um, so um as you know i was home but i actually ended up watching this after the match was over so i already knew what had happened but i had to watch the goal so 
live was it one of those things where he's starting to shoot and you're like no 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 because of what happened uh against uh madison i i was a little apprehensive uh, i i wasn't gonna say no 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 I, at that point i was just anything towards goal right um so let, let's let's start uh at the beginning uh ryan jiba not in the starting lineup, not on the bench. Um, so we had Gabe Claudio uh, filling in at left back. Gabe's not a left back. Gabe is a right back on a good day, but usually uh, right center back. Yeah, so, for sure. Like he, he's a talented player, but throwing him in there uh, was definitely not not the best. And you could see the legs were tired. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, guys came out strong for like the first 10 minutes, had some, had some opportunities. And what was it? The 20 is the 23rd minute. Um, there yeah, when right. they, they were working Gabe, they're, they're going up a side. He's not used to, he got pulled a bit out of position. It was hard for Dalton to, to correct there. And they they got a good goal. They nutmeg Rashid, which is a talent all to its own. Yeah, um, I mean, these are the types of goals you give up with a small roster playing your third game in a week. Because we yeah. played what Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So I mean that that's tough all on its own. We don't have we've talked about needing defensive cover for the entire season and really like uh, two I and think a half seasons. Th- yeah, yeah. All, uh, all three seasons so far, it's been, uh, we need defense. And I, I don't know what's going on with Ryan. My guess is he's played two full matches, and this was the third one in a row. So he was in the stands. I did not get a chance to talk to him face-to-face. Um, but uh, some members of Union Army ran into him and, and talked to him. Apparently, and this is, again, unconfirmed. I heard this through a source who heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> but I, I trust those guys. Um, a knee injury, a mild knee injury, and should be back in the lineup by, by Fresno. I mean, that, those, I mean, knee injuries happen in soccer anyway. Yeah. If, if it's something that it wasn't worth pushing him and giving him another week's rest and giving him that time. I'd rather Jay do that knowing we have a lot of season left. Um, and, and we've really become good at, uh, at securing draws from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> so yeah. it's, you know, I mean, if Ryan is there through the rest of, especially this home stretch we have, you don't have to worry about travel on it. You don't have to worry about any of that when he's home, he can rest. He has all that going on it's better to worry about that and, and do a fill in one game than scrambling for the rest of the season because he blows his knee out because he pushed him too much. Yeah. That, that being said, uh, no, I, I wasn't unconvinced by the lineup. Uh, Hugo starting up top with Kamal. Kamal has been working very well. Um, he has a great work rate, but yeah. Uh, Hugo just seemed like he was a few steps behind and I'm going to attribute that to tired legs. I would have preferred to have seen Noe up there, Alex up there. 
Um, you know, yeah. so somebody who I think has a little bit more of the three games in a week, the travel uh, experience there. Um, I but, think, I think the other thing we run into is the style Jay plays is not conducive to three games in a week. When you have this small of a roster, you can play a, a, a pressing style like we do when you have enough guys to keep rotating in and out. Um, and we can play this style when we play Saturday to Saturday and they have a week's rest. Yeah. But having that Tuesday match and playing as high intensity as we do, that's why guys are going to be that tired. It's just part of the, it's going to be part of it. And we have a lot more of these coming up. No, we do. Um, we, we go to Fresno this Saturday, then we're home, uh, a Wednesday makeup game, uh, for that Charlotte one we had to reschedule because the open cup and then the following Saturday. Yep. Like that we're, we've got to make up the, the games in hand somehow. And it's, it's about to do that. Luckily it's at home. So the guys are sleeping in their own bed. Don't have to worry about travel, but I'm still not convinced by it. Uh, with, with that, like our, our midfield was solid. Um, I, I, it was great to see Luis get a, get a start there. Uh, I think he had, had some great, um, great feeding out there. He, he was really setting up some, some great opportunities that, you know, three steps behind or just covered before, before they could happen. But I could see what he was trying to do. And I think with a fully rested team, it would have converted so much better. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's the same problem we talked about last week is, and I said this on Twitter, like, we we need a goal scorer. We need someone to stop being, stop thinking, I think is the key to it. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that Evan and Greg both had last year was they were selfish and they would just take shots. And we have guys that aren't taking those shots every time. So Greg and Evan, selfish, not cocky. Mm-hmm. I I think what we're seeing a little bit here is guys who are cocky, not selfish. That's fair. I mean, and I will, I will defend our guys a little bit of when you've played three MLS teams and beaten two of them in your first pro season, being on a tier three team, it'd be really hard to be 22, 23 years old and not get a little cocky with that type of a record behind you. But now that we've had this, we have nine draws in 16 matches. Yeah. You know, that's, that's 18 points that we've left on the field this season. And miraculously. I'm proud of your math, by the way. Thanks. Yes. I can do nine times two. Um, But the, the crazy part is because of having the games in hand and how we've been playing and only having two losses, we're still in playoff position we still have this opportunity that if we start turning some of these into wins, you start climbing that table pretty quickly. Um, I think was it Kyle Reisman said on discord that we had the, the third best uh, or second best somewhere in there uh, point total for the month of July yeah. uh, in the league. You know, that that's, what's helping us. We're gaining points and that's a good thing. Yeah. We're, we are, 
we're leaving points behind, but we're not leaving all of the points behind. Right. So exactly. Uh, we're only robbing it, we, the bank. Yeah. We, we finished the, the month of July in sixth place. Um, and that that's not the worst spot to be in. That is playoff line. We are yeah. above the playoff line. Would I like to see us with in a higher spot? Of course, but we are above the playoff line. We're not at the point where we need to start, start smashing the panic button. Um, although this game did make me worry about the congested schedule ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it made Jay worry. Um, and I think it like we had a crowd of 5,197 people at the stadium, yeah. 78, something like that, uh, at the stadium on Saturday, largest regular season crowd by 1100. Uh, and when that goal happened, you just felt like the breath being taken out of it, like not. Not a like held breath, not anticipation. You just felt like the the wind got taken out of that stadium. It yeah. was raucous before then, and a lot of these people in the stands, it was their first game. Uh, that being said, Union Army uh, out there has a megaphone now, working on yeah. some chants. That that's awesome. Um, you know, had a great drum line going over there, keeping uh, the west end of the stadium going. Uh, Benson, um, BHC, yeah, Yeah. I I forget what the HC stands for, uh, but them up top of 102, they were getting some chance Mm -hmm. going, trying to get the the crowd around them, and Parliament, as as always, laying it down, um, 80 minutes in the sun, which, you know, (laughs) 87 degrees out and direct sunlight for 80 minutes of a game. Uh, even the guys day. on the field aren't dealing with that. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's a long nope. day. Um, it, it it was the the supporters were doing everything in their power to keep that yeah. stadium going, and it was really discouraging to me that the most w- the team was able to get for cheers from you know the roughly 5,000 people um, that were not in a supporters group that night. Mm-hmm. The most they were getting was cheers for fouls and yellow cards. It's like, mm. yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I, I think what, what we're seeing with these home games, hopefully, because the last home record was the last home match, right? And then we go on the road, and then we set the next regular season home record the following match. That tells me two things. Uh, one, people are going to come out because they like the product. But two, uh, if if we give people a good time, they're going to come out regardless of the results. Because for us to have come off two nil-nil draws to set another regular season home record with with that crowd, it's pretty impressive. And it's what Gary wants. And it's what I know the diehards are the ones that listen to this podcast. We don't get a lot of the casual fans that they listen to this unless they find us through other means, but we all know we've been beating the drum about needing our own stadium for a long time. And Gary, Gary has told us many times he wants to see certain numbers in the crowd. 
if we can consistently keep these numbers right around here, it's pretty close to what Gary was hoping for crowd-wise to justify building a stadium. And we have nothing but time now because we have how many home games left this season now? Uh, 13, 14, a lot. Yeah, it's something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say like a lot of it is the buzz that's happening because the team, you know, it's a great evening, uh, in the summer, but you can't say enough about what the group's department is doing. Um, oh, for sure. this pa- last, last game, a over a thousand person group with greater Omaha packing came out. Nice. Uh, you know, they some of them brought their own drums and were making noise wow. in um what what's that like 111 that that corner section there. yeah that sounds right um uh, it you know that that sort of energy is getting getting that out there with these new new people coming out because of groups hopefully you see that that continue to grow granted it's still yeah. a pain in the ass to get out to sarpy um yeah i mean i think the other thing that we always i say this a lot and i think we've said it on here is it's always hard to know when you're standing in the section how much everything you're doing is reverberating through the stadium. Um, you do a really good job throughout the game of wandering around and walking and stuff, so you can hear it more. Um, I know the times that I actually leave the berm when I'm there, that's when I realize, oh, wow, you can you can hear this. Or the last Charlotte match when I sat in seats with my parents, and I could hear you, you all the way across the stadium and doing, what, you know, doing the thing with, from the parliament section. Um, and being close enough to uh, 119 to hear the UA guys because they didn't have a megaphone then. Um, then having a megaphone is going to help. I think if we can, if the atmosphere stays up like that and it keeps getting these fans to come back, they're going to want to join in on that stuff and they're going to they're going to yeah. do more than just cheer the foul. I mean, cheering fouls and cards and you know that type of stuff are things you do at home because you're yelling at your tv yeah it's the little things that we all do when it's a nice clearance or Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's a tough save from shido but he made a good save and we're we all clap it up because that was a hell of a save by shido type thing and i think that's the stuff that as they come more they're going to realize that's how you get engaged in the game constantly yeah so back to to the on field um you know, we we managed to squeak out the rest of the first half. Uh, I, I'd honestly say a little bit more limping than than running yeah. after that goal. Jay makes halftime subs. <laughs> Jay was not happy with what was going on in the first half. Well, I I think Gabe got uh, clipped a little bit. Um, again, he's playing out of position. Uh, I. I think he may may have had a little bit of an injury. He seemed to slow down a little bit more in the second half or second half of the first half. Right. Um, Hugo, again, as we talked, was was slow. Uh, he looked tired out there. Uh, and that comes, I think, from the travel and congestion of the schedule. So you bring Noe and Eddie on. Uh, Eddie has been working through an injury, and this is his first time yep. on in, uh, what's that, four or five games? Quite a, yeah. I mean, he was in a boot for a little bit walking around. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. to see him get back out was awesome. I was impressed with Eddie. Uh, obviously, again, he's a, uh, you know, midfielder first, 
right back second playing as a left back, but you know, especially after not having played as many games recently coming in, uh, I think he knew like, or viewing it as I need to fight for a spot because I've missed games and he was making some great challenges. He was really working his butt off to, to show that he's, he he's as versatile as he should be. Right. And I, I no, you could tell it wasn't his natural position, but I think he did extremely well to, to make the best of it. Um, and I, if Jiba is hurt, I wouldn't mind seeing him there again. I I think that Eddie is a really great example of a squad player, the type of guys you want that, yeah, especially with a small roster that are willing to do whatever it takes to see the field. And I think that's the type of guy Eddie is. I also think, I wonder now that this is this is Bob's third game on the bench. You wonder how much his analytical stuff that he's doing and what he's watching is is influencing some of what Jay's doing. You know, making halftime subs wasn't something Jay was prone to do. We used to, I mean, last season we got on him because he'd wait till the 80th minute to make subs half the time. And you wonder, you wonder, we've seen earlier subs in the last few games. Um, part of that is the congested schedule. But you also just wonder, he has a guy that's sole job is to just see how guys are doing and kind of take stock of what the field looks like and how much Bob Warming can go to him at halftime and go, Hey, Gabe's a great player, but he's getting burned out there, or this is what's happening to him. We might need to try something different there. Hey, Hugo's looking tired. Let's let's get fresh legs in there so that, you know, or was it a before the match thing where they had that conversation during the week? Hey, Hugo's playing 45. Let's get Noe in for 45. Then they're not both trying to play 90. You know, it's but that's where an analytics guy comes into play because they they take the time to actually watch that and see how these guys are playing and how they look. Yeah, and ultimately, I think uh, Bob is going to have that sort of impact. He's somebody Jay trusts, um, and he's getting he's able to connect to him more than a head coach normally is. Um, sure. I think one of the one of the best things I've heard is the head coach is the guy everybody hates. <laughs> so have it like, uh, you know, Jay's Jay's a lovable guy, but he's still, he's still your boss. Well, and you know, how much does Hugo hearing from Bob warming who coached him? Hey, yeah. we're taking you off right now. No, he's going on for you. Here's why. Okay, this is a guy that recruited me, that I trust, that I played for, telling me this. Same with Eddie. How much of it is a boost for Eddie to have a guy like Bob go, I know what type of player you are. Go out and do this thing. Well, Connor and Dion as well. Yeah. Because he's been around that long. Oh, yeah, it's for sure, yeah. It's like he, he's got some of the youngest guys on the squad who he's coached and some of the oldest guys on the squad who he's very, coached. That's very true. That's a good point. You know, but uh, he, especially for young guys, young guys sometimes need that guy they trust that knows them, mm-hmm. loves them. I mean, a college coach is so different than than a pro yeah. coach, that, that type of relationship you build. Well, the, the way I look at it is it's with some of your most experienced and some of your least experienced players. It's some it's a 
a constant there. Yeah. And while sure. Jay, Jay's kind of that, uh, but it's definitely Bob's been there. Bob's seen it. Bob has raised us essentially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but to that, that point, 63rd minute comes around. I believe it's 63rd again. I, I don't have my laptop on me and, uh, and Dion comes on and, um, Alex comes on. Yeah. Alex comes on for Kamal. Dion comes on for uh, Luis. Yep. And not that Luis wasn't doing the, the best with what he could. Uh, Dion has a presence out there. He's got the, the built-in chemistry and now he, he has a work rate that I don't think anybody else on the team has yeah. yet. Uh, Joe maybe being a close exception. Um, yeah, for sure. Cause we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to talking about where I, I saw it most, but, um, Alex Bruce coming on had, he's not seen as much of the field as I feel like he should have at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's done very well to, to make things happen when he's out there, um, whether he's there finishing it and getting his first goal, or if he's out there and just working, putting in the work rate to be, uh, to allow other people to, to make the runs, yeah. uh, that he can't like it, he he's a a tough player and i'd like i'd like to see him out there but there's a, so much depth that you know who who do you put him on instead of um and i mean there, there's lots of arguments that can be made cuz i'd also like to see ricky out there more i i think the thing that alex i think what jay has learned or at least has been shown with alex is he needs alex bruce needs the the 60th minute sub if you're subbing him on because it does take him a little bit of time to build into the game. Not that he's not yep. working his ass off. It just takes him some time to, to build into the game because he's not just a pacey player. He's not the guy that's going to burn everybody. And so he has to kind of get a flow and a feel for how these center backs are playing that type of stuff. I, I think if you're going to start Alex, you know, in this game, uh, especially with Kamal up there, you start Alex for Hugo because Kamal is yeah. your pace. Kamal is the press guy. And Alex can kind of just play his game against that. I really, Dion is almost becoming the super sub of the season. And I like him in that role because he does come on with a high work rate and he still has some pace to him. But when he comes on in the 65th to 70th minute in that time frame and he goes against guys that are tired, he can, he, I mean, we've seen it multiple times now. He comes in later in the game and he pushes the issue against the other team. And he's almost the one causing things to happen because they start worrying about him running around the field. Yeah. It, I'd like to see him in sooner because I think he can do that for longer than yeah. we're giving him. But, you know, at the 63rd minute, him coming in for half an hour at, and making that. I I want to say it was either late 50s, early 60th minute when the, the red card happened. Um, Is this second yellow? Second yellow. Okay, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. It looked like it probably could have been a straight red. Um, yeah. But I, either way, player goes off. They go down a man. 
we don't capitalize. We, so we have this tendency to be a team that doesn't know how to play up a man. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, it's like we end up with more possessions. We're up a man. So we look down too. Right. That's true. Well, and I think, you know, give Chattanooga, Chattanooga credit. They're up a goal and down a man. Of course, you're going to start playing more defensively and you're going to bunker a little bit more, especially against a team that doesn't like to possess the ball. But honestly, they had some of their most dangerous, uh, dangerous attacks uh, when they were down a man. They That's had some, a couple great shots, uh, some great runs. And w- thank God we had um, <laughs> Alex and DK out there. Alex was tracking back and covering some serious ground again. Um, yeah. Dalton was was very good about pressing, um, at, but at the same time, just locking it down on defense. But those two as our center backs, you know, we still we're maintaining the best defense in the league. Uh, we're what was that? 16 games in now. Yep. That was our 13th goal given up in 16 games. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the other end that needs to give up more goals. Uh, again, 17 goals in 16 games is not a great turnaround. That's, and yeah. that includes a three nil win that we have on top of that. Like, yeah, it's it's not like we haven't exploded for some goals before, but it's just this last stretch has been, been I mean, one goal in the last three games is is what's killing you. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this was like one of our lowest XG games of the season, if not <laughs> in the history uh, of the team. You'd have you'd have to ask Kyle or uh, Brandon for that. Um, Brandon Mays with uh, yeah. uh, USL League One review. It, but I believe so. So we we continue on with the game, not making a whole lot. Again, as I said, letting some stuff through that. Right. I I, nah. I don't know. <laughs> we we shouldn't we should not have done that. Um, uh, eighty. I want to say eighty second minute somewhere there. Uh, JP gets subbed off. Giovanni comes on. Who we talked about uh, in Madison had a very good game at Madison, yeah. um, and just was skying every shot he had on goal. And we, <laughs> I, I believe I said it, and I, I will own up to this, uh, saying he should never take his first touch uh, shot ever again. He should pass it <laughs> off to somebody. <laughs> and it was looking that same way, like uh, for for a lot of it. You no, know, we we were getting more corners. We were getting more set pieces down at their end. Nobody, yeah. uh, there were multiple times where I was really pissed off. We had nobody at the back post because we'd had somebody at the back post who would have had an open goal. Nobody back post, um, lot, a lot of missed opportunities there. And then uh, five minutes stoppage time, red card, <laughs> uh, various substitutions, lots of fouls. Um, uh, Again, a ref that was stopping play every minute and a half, so there was no flow to the game. A physical game with Chattanooga? Never. Well, but, I mean, it's a physical game with everybody. you, you got to let some of these yeah. go through. I, I would rather I'd rather see a flowy game, because there were a couple called back when there was advantage to be played, and a Chattanooga player grabs their face and is up in five seconds, uh, and the play gets stopped. Like, play advantage there. Uh, well, again, they're they're 
teams are playing how the refs are calling it now versus just playing their game. And yeah, you know, that's, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that type of stuff where guys go down because they know they're going to get the call and then they're going to pop right back up because they don't play advantage where normally that guy would have maybe rolled around a little bit longer to, to make it look more convincing. And that's what frustrates fans is watching that stuff yeah. happen. Well, and when Camille's back from saying yes to the dress, uh, maybe we'll, we'll finally get a ref right. Yeah. Uh, she'll be due. Cause there's like, this is at least three in a row that have not been great. And God knows yeah. what happens this weekend. <laughs> uh, but with, with this being said, we're into stoppage time. And I believe Ch- Giovanni started the run of play. Got a header, put it to Brito. And yep. Brito's 90 minutes into playing a very tough game. Uh, you know, he's become kind of a kicking bag. And he, you could not force him off that ball. Uh, yeah. No, Giovanni got the goal, but that goal would not have happened if Brito was, was falling over, if Brito was not not right. working for it because he he brought that up uh got it to dion dion you know knew he didn't have a shot saw giovanni in space with plenty of time puts it out there and 25 ish yards out giovanni just curls that in like i'm sorry his I, name I was is skinny i don't know if you saw these instagram posts but they kept calling him skinny so skinny, that was a hell of a shot, though. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I, I'm standing right behind it, and that just woo, uh, beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. Uh, as we said, it's up for goal of the week. Get out there, vote for it, vote for it twice. Uh, go incognito, vote for it third time. Like it, it, you cannot say enough good things about that. It just oh really was a beautiful goal. Um, we should have had three more, but if we're going to get one to tie it up, I'm glad it was that because bangers only first goal for the club. Um, yep. and just really well done. So, uh, good job, Giovanni. Um, I owe you a case of, or whatever you decide. Uh, <laughs> we, but. you know, I, I think the thing though, that was the most, ev- I mean, it's been kind of evident, but it was really evident in this match is when guys are getting the service they're getting from guys like Luis, where we're not, it didn't seem like we were going cross ball as much as we had been, you know, it's, it's yeah. almost like they, they realized what they were doing. Guys are just, the ball gets to their feet and too much thinking's happening. And I think that's why we're not getting the two or three extra goals that we're talking about here. Um, you know, I, I gave Connor a hard time last week when we recorded that he had a kind of one just right in the box that he should have put his foot to, but he's not the only one doing that. And I think that's, you know, on our discord, I think on Twitter, when I was tweeting about the game later, a lot of the, re- a lot of the responses are guys just need to kick the ball. They just need to shoot. And, you know, I, I know you were cheering for Germany in the Euro final and I was cheering for England, but the way that England won that match is exactly what we were talking about. Get the ball in the put box, him. put it on the goalie, and wait for a rebound. And she got the rebound and tapped it in and won a freaking yeah. European final. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, it really is. Just get it on target. Get somebody in there in the box to take a rebound because 
Cheeto's the best goalkeeper in the league, and even he doesn't have his paws on everything. Exactly. Uh, no, there, there's a lot of ricochets in the box, and if you can beat a defender there, you've got a goal. And this is a Chattanooga defense that has given up some of the most – I mean, I think they're pretty close to the most goals given up in, in the league this season. Yeah, I think you it's them and, uh, them and Tucson. Right, so it's like – Well, may, maybe uh, maybe Central Valley because uh, yeah, they, they gave up four last week. Well, that's just because uh, Fuego just doesn't care. They're like, we're going to try and score more than you, so we don't care if we give up four. Well, we're going to try and score five. <laughs> oh, I, I also haven't looked at Greenville because they gave up three. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, team they gave up five to already. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's already almost as many goals as we've given up all season. Uh, let's just have Bob Warming needs to watch whatever North Carolina is doing to score goals against Greenville because they've scored eight in the last two matches they played against them. So, um, uh, no, because uh, Tormenta. Oh, it's Tormenta. You're right. It's Tormenta. Yeah. Well, I think North Carolina has also scored a decent amount against them as well. Uh, of, course, of course, it's these teams. Sh- shortly after that goal, Chivani had another one almost on frame that would have gone in if it had just curled a little bit more. And it's like, okay, Chivani, you already proved me wrong once. Like, go ahead, do it again. Just keep doing it. And, Dude, you and- score, if you score two of those in one game, like, what are you doing? Like, like you, yeah, I, I was very happy, very happy to see his work rate the past couple games when he's been given a chance to play and what he's been able to do with it. Uh, that goal is just icing on the cake for me. So um, we, we did get one question and we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, ranting blue penguin, uh, Tim Howerton, uh Timmy re, or hit us up and brought up the, are we not doing anything uh, with being a man up? Like he acknowledges that he doesn't have facts to support it, but I, I think we're both of the same in mind. Like we've had multiple games where the other team has gotten a red and we have not, we've not yeah. taken full advantage. I Yeah. I mean, I think because Jay's style is so set on, letting the other team have the ball and playing tough defense, getting it and doing quick counterattacks. I think once you go up a man, it, it's really hard to be the team that then is being told to possess the ball. Um, yeah. You know, we, we joke about, you know, I, I laugh when the one match, it was in Minnesota. We won, we had 25% possession. I was like, had them yeah. right where we wanted them type thing. But Almost every match when I look, we're not very far from the 32 to 38 percent range when when we're playing well. And and that's what I mean, again, it's a it's a stat that doesn't mean a whole lot because you can have the ball the entire game and never win. And you can have mm-hmm. the ball for 10 percent of the game. And but you have two really good shots and you win two nil. So it, it's yeah. not the greatest stat to look at, but we do look a lot more lost on the field when we have to play more of the, the possession based soccer. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll definitely agree there. Uh, we, wait, this we, is what Tim is a Liverpool fan. We do not play Jurgen Klopp ball. Like that is not our style. Like, <laughs> the, the, the possession pat, positive passing type fl- play that Jurgen Klopp plays Pep Guardiola, those guys like yeah. that kind of generation. 
that's not our style. And so I, I can see where Tim picks up on that because Tim watches a team that plays really good possession soccer. And then he follows a team that plays really good counter attacking soccer. And when either team has to play the other style, it looks off. And that's what it looks like. We just look off when we have the ball. Well, I, I'm hoping we can turn that around. I'm hoping we don't have to deal with as much, uh, you know, constant stopping going into everything. And we, we need goals. We, we just need goals. Yep. Um, all right. So I, what do we have coming up here? Um, game next weekend. And then that, that run a home stretch. Uh, apparently there's a skills competition on like the 11th. <laughs> is that on the, is that on the Wednesday game? Uh, it's not on the Wednesday game. Hold on. Let me, that'd be the 13th then that Saturday. It, no, it's not on a game day. It's on like a Thursday night. Oh, there's just random um, out there. That's fun. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, it's cause they have players playing it. Oh, that's right. um, as well as, hold on, uh, UNO women's soccer players, local celebrity athletes, and youth participants, and a five-school showcase. I am not going to be out there. But friend of the pod, uh, Monica, will be out there. Hey, go Monica. So uh, I don't know. I believe it's um, open to the public. I mean, it'll be open to the public. I believe it's a free event. Um, nice. But definitely, definitely something to go check out. Uh, the team is doing a, another bus to the match um, from Berchen on the 13th. Yep. Then, obviously, home game Charlotte. And I forget what the next one is. But we got a bunch of home games. Go see them. Go cheer the cheer the lads on. They could use it. Get out to a watch party next weekend. Who do we have Saturday? On my computer, so I don't remember. I, I can't. I can't remember. But Another team we can get a draw with. Hey. Yeah. Probably a probably a Tucson or you know a Tormenta or. Oh no, we can beat Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless it's a Morrison. Yeah, well, that's fine because we're not playing there again this season. Um, uh, things too. So that weekend of the thirteenth, um, I I follow FC Cologne, uh, as you know. We're actually they're doing the national meetup in Omaha that weekend. So oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. So uh, Saturday morning, we're uh, getting together and watching the game uh, at I think it's a I can't remember Farnham House. I think is where we're at. Is that um, Saturday morning or Sunday morning? Saturday morning at 8:30, yeah. um, and then we have some activities scheduled, a bar crawl, stuff like that. Um, and then a lot of those, get, a lot of the people coming in from out of town, they're actually going to ride the bus from Bearchin, uh and go to the Union Omaha match too. Um, and we're working on getting them group tickets and stuff like that. But since they're buying them with the bus, then they don't have to worry about it as much. So, um, oh, that, so yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, you know, get some some national exposure there because I, I believe last year's uh, Colm meetup was in Madison and they went to uh, one of those ticky tacky flamingo games. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, what's nice about it is we're getting exposure with some. I mean, there's a lot of guys coming from Cincinnati, Chicago, some other places that it gets some exposure uh, with these 
especially with people coming from MLS cities. Yeah. Um, you know, I, obviously the Chicago fans know who we are. Um, but it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a good time. It's a big group of people coming out. So it's a, another chance to have more people in the stands, which is always nice to have. Um, and everybody, I mean, everybody's welcome to come watch the match with us and hang out with everybody too. So uh, I'm going to ask, uh, I have one, one request that, uh, of you since you're going to be with them that weekend. And it's if you can get them to answer this question and it's going to be our last question. <laughs> I can get them to answer that one. That'll be fun. All right. You ready? Are you ready for yeah. it? Let, let's practice this. All right. Let's practice. I'm ready. Okay. You, you have to, you have to practice saying it. All right. You want me to ask it? You got to ask it. It's, is it the name of our podcast? think so okay yeah um was it also on a t-shirt that somebody had in greenville it, it was perfect hey luke who gives a hoot we do um <laughs>